I'm not gonna look 22 again. This is just not gonna happen. And but how can oh, I love the body I have now? And welcome back to another episode of Mind Your Space. And today we have Jerryanne. Jerryanne, how are you? I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning some new coping mechanisms, and I got some good advice. So I think I'm making good strides. How are you, Queen? You know what? I'm doing. I'm doing okay today. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy yeah. weekend, but mm-hmm. we here. We got through it, and that's that. What matters the most. Amen. By the way, you look fabulous. You look really good. You. <laughs> I mean, what would I do for your skin, though, Queen? Your your skin is flawless, girl. For real? Yes. You know, always have been. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. Like for me, I'm like it's a struggle. But I guess for other people, it's like, oh, you have nice skin, and I was like, I appreciate it. So how is baby? Um, she's doing new things every day that surprises me. I'm seeing more of her personality coming out, and I'm like, look at you. (laughs) You know, you just born the other day, but she's doing so well. She's beautiful and energetic and opinionated for a little over four months old but how is baby boy (sighs) baby boy you know he is full of energy and life and i think that's the most important thing like his as his dad say babe jay get his personality from you (laughs) and i was like okay yeah So it's a lot. <laughs> That's the best, though. Yeah. So it's 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 we are we are getting there. But I want to know how is mother how is mama doing? Huh, how am I doing? And I'm trying to not give like my go to answers for this, and honestly think about how I'm doing. Yeah, because um, I'm not asking you for just oh I'm good. <laughs> yeah right because my natural answer is i'm fine how am i doing i'm coming into my truth Mm -hmm. i am accepting where i am but also i'm starting to see that light at the end of the tunnel i'm starting to feel that hope that things won't always be stressful i won't always feel like i don't know what i'm doing and things will be looking up soon you know what i mean i'm i'm let's just say i'm in that hopeful stage i'm in a hopeful stage right now which is good mm-hmm. it's really good to be hopeful trust me um because when you don't have hope on this journey the road get really bumpy so having hope is that i'm going to be that driving force to push you to continue just to hold on so yes, and so that's what, cause you touch on it. That's what we're gonna be talking about today. Kind of similar to like, what are the things that affected us as we become mothers or change as we become mothers? Would it be negative things or good things? Cause there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that change in our life that we wasn't expecting certain things, you know. And so yeah, Jerry, and what are some things that has changed in your life? on this journey ah wow okay so 
I think my perspective mm-hmm. on what looking happy or what being happy and what being joyful looks like, that has changed. I feel like before becoming a mother, I was focused on I'll be happy when X and Y happens. Right. You know, always waiting on the future, always saying in two months, in five months, or when I do this, when I achieve this, I'll be happy. But now after having my baby girl and not wanting to miss anything, Mm -hmm. you know, I've kind of realized that happiness, joy can exist right now. Yes. If we just accept things the way they are and just embrace what's happening now, you know, I've just learned right. to look for joy in the now. Okay, yeah, look for joy in the now. Look for joy in the now. And I think I always tell people that we, like I say, we head to the destination. When this happens, I'm going to be happy. And I was like that. Like, I've done it so much times. And I tell myself, you know, when I finish my degree, everything will be good. Hello. <laughs> who are you lying to I've been lying to myself for a very long time and um, I keep pushing back things pushing back my happiness and we shouldn't mm-hmm. like we shouldn't I've looking at, um, I've been looking at the destination I'm forgetting to enjoy the journey and that's what I've been doing and I realized that and I'm like I'm not going to do that anymore I'm going to enjoy these moments right. despite how I feel um, this morning because this morning was really crazy right and I told myself, I'm not going to have a bad day. Things just didn't go according to plan. And when things don't go according to plan, I break down sometimes. And I get oh, yeah. overwhelmed. And my whole day is messed up because of that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, I have to cancel everything. And I just don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. At this point, I was like, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We're going to get through mm-hmm. this. Did I cry? Yes, I did. <laughs> did I cry? Yes, I did. I did for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then I breathe and I continue because I knew I knew that it's up to me. Yeah. It's up yeah. to me. And it's up to you, moms. It's up to you to have a wonderful day or to have a sorrowful day. It's really up to you. I love that. It it has to be a deliberate choice for sure. Mm-hmm. You have to make that declaration and stick to it because there is power in making up your mind. Mm. You know, deciding that life is good and life is going to be good no matter what happens. So that life is not just happening to you, right? Mm-hmm. You can take the bull by the horns and kind of direct your course a bit. Because then if you are not prepared to maintain that joy, no matter what, anything can come and knock you down. Anything. Anything. And it's so crazy because sometimes we find the smallest excuse to just not do something. And for the past, like Mm -hmm. before, when that happened, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm just not going to do this because this happened. I'm not going to do this. I'm not. And I keep saying, I was like, I need to get out of this funk. Like, this is not who I am. This is not me. Mm -hmm. How can I change this? How can I work to become who I need to become? And it was, 
And just for a couple of weeks that was happening and I knew that I didn't want it to continue like that. So I had to change something. And so I realized mm-hmm. that um, I, had a, a, I had to jump on a call with a friend. And for those of you who don't, don't know, I am pregnant right now. <laughs> and so, and congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and um, so I've just been really out of it and I've been... I don't want to say making excuses because it is a really tough time and morning sickness, all day sickness, you know how it is. And so, but I let that control my life, if that makes sense. And I'm like, no, I, I can't. And then, so I keep making excuses and I was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to. So I got up five o'clock. I jump on the call with my friend and we did what we had to do like five o'clock. I know. Right. But I'm like, if I don't do this, I'm going to continue making excuses. Mm-hmm. And that was the, the point of me changing my mindset. Yes. Reevaluating myself and, like I said, taking the bull by the horn and directing my path. And so I had to do that. If I didn't do that, I probably would not be on this call with you today. I, I have to commend you on that power and strength because... <laughs> Deciding to do something and the follow through, actually following through is two totally different things. So I, I, I applaud you on that. And I think it's so important to celebrate um, these little victories when you actually mm-hmm. do what you say you're going to do, because that gives you that boost. You know, you get that dopamine from the accomplishment, right? Yes, and knowing yeah. that girl. I did that despite whatever was happening. So I'm proud of you, Queen. I'm Thank proud you. of you for that. And it's eating it don't need to be something like huge. I think when we make promises to ourselves and we don't keep them, that's where the downfall happens. Mm-hmm. And we find ourselves in this cycle of not fulfilling the things that we need. We don't feel fulfilled, one, mm-hmm. because motherhood takes control of our life. But when we have these small things that we settle for us as you know, Jerry right. not the mom you know what i mean to do and we don't accomplish them we fall back into that cycle and i realized that was happening because if you make a promise to yourself and you're not keeping it then how you can keep anything else yes and how you can actually become who you need to become mm-hmm. and so it starts from there if you make a promise to make a bed in the morning i know some people they might look at it as a simple task but that can transform the way you view things. I remember with Jay, that was my first test. I was like, I have to make the bed in the morning. And it brought me a sense of fulfillment. And just keeping that promise, I have seen myself grow because of making my bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it wasn't like, oh, making with my bed. It was the follow through with it. Now I can follow through with everything else that I promised myself that I need to do. Oh, yeah. And you can knock little things off of your list. And yes, just exactly. Of that. that's, that's amazing. Because, you know, now that we're talking about the bed thing, okay, during <laughs> my pregnancy and even now, you know, with my daughter, when I feel like I don't have the energy to move around sometimes, okay, sometimes I eat in my bed. I do. Okay. I eat in my bed and it gets crummy. Like, I drop crumbs, okay? And the decision to hey you need a you need to get these things off the bed get these crumbs off of the bed brush it off i sleep better 
mm-hmm. you know? And when I sleep better, the next day I have more energy, I have more patience, and I have more tolerance Yes. for potentially annoying and frustrating situations. Because when yes. I don't get my sleep, I mean, it's true. When I don't get my sleep, I'm, I mean, I know that some people say that they get hangry when they're, when they haven't eaten, they get angry. That's not really me. If I haven't slept, that's when my monster comes out. And so, yeah, just brushing off the bed, cleaning it up, like you said, you know, it, it, it allows me to have that, that peaceful, restful night so I can be a happier me the next morning. Right. And I think we need to do what would get us to that point. Don't put aside the things that you know if you do this, it would make it would take off a, a good load off of you, but still you're not doing it. So then you're more frustrated, you're more irritated with your child and your husband and yourself, and just you would just be in that funk. And to get out of that, you just need to um, commit to doing what you say you was gonna do. That's just about it. Mm-hmm. Everything has changed actually when i decide i was going to be a mother um and just today i accepted something i didn't realize i accepted it until i actually thought about it i accepted my body for my body today and that is a lot if you know me that is a lot um and i didn't realize that it was affecting me this much you know what i'm saying and we would know you know becoming moms your body change <laughs> mm-hmm. and that is one change that is going to happen whether you like it or not with a lot of people right and so yeah i saw my friends back home back home right mm-hmm. my friends posted and they were sure basically they were like having fun you know and beach you know beach vibes how yeah bikini and i'm like i was so happy for them like i could see their body and i'm like wow you go look at you look good yeah yeah <laughs> you look yes. good mm-hmm. and i was genuinely genuinely happy for them and that's yeah. when i accepted my body i realized that that's when i accepted oh yeah i don't have a flat stomach and that's okay i have tiger stripes <laughs> on my stomach right and that's okay in fact i have a big line you know from getting my c-section and and that's okay. okay and i think today i realized that i accepted it because i was able to be happy for others mm-hmm. and i and no matter what i feel like that's when i accept a lot of things when i could see others and don't judge be like oh i wish i can have this body or yeah it's not gonna happen happen. it's spilled milk i'm not gonna cry over spilled milk it's done (laughs) (laughs) the jar needs to be thrown away the box is empty (laughs) yeah exactly and so for you moms out there who anything like me who really admire the body before and looking at the body now and realizing oh my goodness it has changed so much how can I get? You're not going to get back there. <laughs> like, you need to accept. <laughs> sorry. You need to accept that you're not going to get back there. You're not going to. I'm not going to look 22 again. This is just not going to happen. And But how can oh, I gosh. love the body I have now and make it into something beautiful that I 
would be like, oh my goodness, you know? You know what right. I mean? And so I need to focus on that instead of me like mm-hmm. crying over spilled milk, if that makes sense. So I'm like, okay, I can exercise. I wouldn't get back to where I was, but I'm going to be comfortable where I'm at now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, you can do such a marvelous job on yourself even with just you know um that confidence that confidence that you're able to 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 to, um summon and display Mm -hmm. you know that nobody would even know that you feel like you're lacking something or you feel different you know yes but you know what oh sorry go on yeah no you're fine you're fine I was just thinking about something that changed in my physical appearance that I had to come to terms with. Now, during my pregnancy, I mean, okay, back to being a black woman growing up as a little black girl, um, the things that I used to believe about um, standards of beauty, um, leaning Mm -hmm. towards probably the European aesthetics of straight hair, long hair kind of thing, not believing that it was in my genes to grow long hair, you know. Eventually, I went on my natural hair journey, embraced my natural hair, got my hair growing and going, and I felt (laughs) good, you know. And I got comfortable with my hair that I didn't really worry too much about trimming or if I did a heat um, style every once in a while, you know? And then during my pregnancy, that hair, that mane became gorgeous and luscious and I was feeling beautiful. I was feeling myself. Yeah. You know, I was like, thank you, baby and hormones, you know? I My <laughs> hair was glorious. And then after pregnancy, I still had a bit of it. I still had a bit of it. But I think my first mistake was deciding to braid my hair. I braided my hair. Yeah. And um, the postpartum shedding hit. Mm. And it hit me wicked. And I had those braids on my hair, which would have been fine. But all of a sudden, my baby girl decided that she's Tarzan or she wants to be George of the Jungle. And she started to swing on my braids like they're vines. You know, rip my hair out from the roots, you know. And then I I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I need to take these braids out and see what the damage is. Child, I'm bald. <laughs> I am bald. I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, I don't know. You, you're seeing my cornrows. You're like, oh, those are neat. No, no, no. There's no hair. <laughs> those aren't neat parts it's where hair should be and I was when I'm just in the shower just combing out my hair and just collecting clumps and clumps of it I had very two distinct and opposing paths present themselves I could become upset I could mourn my hair Mm -hmm. I don't know I could do all kind of drastic things because I'm like all right great now my beautiful hair is ruined but 
I decided in that moment that hair is hair. Mm-hmm. And it grows back. Yes. It replenishes itself eventually. And I don't have to feel less beautiful because my hair is not what it used to be. Right. You know? Body, hair, everything is changing. And I decided, okay, it's all right. I still have who I am. Still have my personality. And the crown might be, you know, a little little messed up right now, but it'll come back. And I'm not going to let that deter me from having my joy, you know? You know, that is amazing because a lot of, a lot of us struggle with postpartum hair loss hence my hair is no more anymore <laughs> there is no more hair here anymore and you you know how much i cherish and value my hair <laughs> you were hair goals for me girl you were hair goals for me and i this okay this is this my song weird but i think the lord he really Everything that I, I said, Lord, you took away everything that I valued. And you did that for a reason. He cut me down. Exactly. I was like, Lord, everything that I, like physically, that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Physically. Yes. Valued and cherished. It was no more. Like pregnancy, just gone. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it did affect me. I, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> um, with hair loss, is a lot of women struggle with it because they don't understand a lot of stuff that is going on. Our hair grows in cycle. There is growing mm-hmm. phase, the resting phase. I think it's three or four, how much ever. But when you're pregnant, it's in that growing phase. Yeah. So that's why it looks luscious. And it just grew and it just looks really nice. I remember how thick and full my hair was but like when it when the postpartum happened with um with the shedding like clumps was just falling out clumps mm-hmm. of hair was just falling out and to me it was it was hard but like you say i had to make that decision and i went from i think i probably lost like six inches of hair like from the length six inches and we're not talking about the thickness it's like Hair was eat way gone mm-hmm. back eat way, and baby boy was not. He didn't help because when because it, it's so weak when they grab it pulls. He was just mm-hmm. ranking out hair, and Ooh. it was mentally draining. I couldn't mm. keep up with taking care of baby boy, trying to find myself, and then having to deal with my hair. And so, I did straighten it for a while because then I can just brush it back and not think about it. Yeah. And then it come a time where I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't like straightening hair, so <laughs> we're going to mm-hmm. cut this. <laughs> and so now I'm, um, I'm okay with short hair. I've never thought that I won't be because people say, oh, you look this way with short hair. You look that way with, but I don't care what people say. I'm going to embrace me and who I am. And that's okay. And so for me, am I going to grow back my hair? Yes. I know how to grow hair. I'm going to mm-hmm. take care of my hair by steaming it every week. So if you're going through this, if you have hair like us, or you have um, straight hair as well, you can go ahead and steam your hair. Go ahead and just steam your hair and try to take care of it every week. 
Moamin, buy a deep conditioner, buy a nice um, hair growth oil, or even make your own oil. Rosemary and fenugreek goes yeah. a long way. <laughs> and so oh. make your own oil and just massage those areas. And over time, you will see your hair starting to grow back. And it will come in luscious and healthy again, like honestly. And so I know that because I've grown my hair out. I've cut my hair and I've grown it out many times. So I know how to take care of hair in order for it to grow. And so now I'm not, I'm not sad. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I can, I can grow this back. Yeah, I can do this. I can do this. And so, yes. So those of you out there who are going through this, as Jerry has a, is here and it will grow back. Just learn oh, how yeah. to take care of it. And obsessing over, over the hair loss will only make it fall out more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the stress yeah. will make it fall out more. Yeah, and I mean, some people do experience it as bad, but then it has some people here just fall out. And so, like I said, the Lord was just, with me, he was just extreme with everything, and he really humbled me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just like, yes, Lord, I do need to focus on other things. That is not physical. Yes. And so mm -hmm. uh, go on the mindset journey and do all of these soul-searching stuff so that I can be, a better wife, a better mother, and a better me. Yeah. So yeah, that was really nice. But those are like, those are like some big changes that happen. And another change that people don't really talk about is, girl, my love language, love language change. It actually it changed more than once. It changed while we was the it was when we was dating. It was one thing. Um, in our marriage, it was our next. When we had Jay, totally different. Like oh, my yeah. touch and everything was, don't touch me. It was no more, no, no more about touch. To be honest, I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even think that I had it in me to see that part. Yeah, so our romance, it was not there, at least for me. It was not there. And I, it, because I didn't think about it at the time, I was so focused on Jay that everything else was we. Put, put on the back burner and which can be detrimental to any marriage um, yeah being able to yeah and so we had to so those are the things that change within um, me within our marriage and Clinton and I had to sit down and talk about it and I was like he's like babe I remember when you used to do X, Y, and Z. See, that was back then, honey. That was back then. Times have changed. Yeah, it's like, he's like, so I, I didn't thought that, you know, uh, I needed to do this, 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 because I never did that before. And it was, it was there. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I was like, babe, well, times change. And then this is my love language now. And this when you do this this is what like get me in that mood is not this anymore and i mm -hmm. never thought to communicate that for him because i didn't even realize what was happening with me you know what yes. i'm saying and yeah. so i had we had to sit down and have that conversation yeah so that is yeah, that, so that's true. one thing that changed <laughs> i mean and okay i have two thoughts about that Sometimes, like in my situation, it's not necessarily that my love language changed so much, but there's just obstacles. There are factors. So I am very much a physical touch and a quality time person. 
spend time with me, sit on the couch, we'll cuddle, all of those things. I need that to to feel whole. But after having um, our daughter, what I realized is that I became starved of that affection, you know? No Mm -hmm. more cuddles, no more hugging. And that's because it's either my husband's holding my daughter or I'm holding my daughter. Right. Right? And she is definitely I want to be held all the time type of baby. And then I realize in the moments where like he's going to work and he hugs me or he has come home and he hugs me, that's when I feel like a void is slowly being filled. And I realize that, man, I was being starved of this affection and this quality time. I remember that we'd just sit on the couch um, on our days off and we'd just cuddle and watch a movie and um, do all of these things. But not even being able to watch a movie together, that's not as easy as it used to be because there's always a baby who needs something and always a baby who is crying, right? And I'm just looking at this girl always in my husband's arms and I'm like young lady that's my husband I want a hug I want to cuddle with him you know what I mean and yeah so I you you become starved even if you're and you have to be very deliberate about these things and as a new mom with a new mom anxieties I wasn't very reluctant to say okay I can put down the baby for five minutes and let her cry just so that I could have a hug you know? Yeah. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, because there's a part of me that feels like, oh, that's so selfish, you know? But mm-hmm. in terms of the love language changing, or I would say my needs changing a little bit. Right. When it comes to the house, truly, mm-hmm. especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, or even if you're not a stay-at-home mom, but your home is supposed to be the place that you have peace. Right? right, and I figure that for women like us, we need a tidy environment so that we can relax. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's been a stressful day, when <laughs> the baby has been tearing the house up and lifting off the roof with it with her screams, and you need peace when you look around and you see chaos in your environment, right? Your mind cannot relax your mind is still in that state of absolute confusion and for me sometimes my house looks like what i'm feeling like mentally right Mm -hmm. so if while i'm doing the dishes when my husband comes home and he has the baby and i'm doing the dishes and he's trying to hug me or whatever and i'm trying to sweep and he's trying to hug me it it can kind of take me off it can kind of take me off because i'm like sir if you're not helping me fix this place so that I can fix my mind, leave me alone. Yeah. Leave me alone. Right? Let, let, let me. And it's also my way of trying to regain some semblance of control in my life. Let me right. fix the place around me so I can fix my mind. But if mm-hmm. I am trying to fix something and you're trying to mess with me, you're going to set me off. Right? <laughs> so I right. have said to him, you see when I'm trying to work when I'm trying to take control of my environment and boost my morale just 
allow me to do that. Either you help me or just allow me to do that. You know, right. and we've had to have that conversation. But you see, when the baby is okay and she's asleep and the place looks good and I don't feel like, oh man, I'm failing at adulthood. I need to do something. When I don't feel like that, then great. Green lights, you know, yeah. <laughs> the road is clear. You know what I mean? The traffic is gone. Go ahead. But- yeah, yeah. You see, and that's something that a lot of people um, pray to realize. And there's a lot of studies behind there with male and female. We are very different. Um, we are very different, right? For male, it takes nothing. For us, mm-hmm. it's a, it's. You have to navigate. Yeah, there's a lot of things. It's a map, okay? The mind to the has to be right. Exactly. And our mm-hmm. mind has to be right. And so that's one thing that my husband didn't understand. And because I didn't communicate with him, he was confused. Because, yes, mm-hmm. I wanted him to touch me. But he just never had the right timing. <laughs> so, yes, I don't mind um, baby touch me. Yes, cool. Yes, rub my back stuff. But don't try to rub my back when I do the dishes. And that's the thing. Um, I would be like, he's like, so you want me to touch you? But then you don't want me to touch you. So weight really is. <laughs> I say, timing, like you're timing off. <laughs> yeah. <And> so <laughs> just having to like communicate with him. I say, babe, yes, I want this, but I don't want it at this time. Because I, right. I, I need, I need to de-stress and I cannot focus on anything else if this is not done or that is not done or this is not tend to all of these things need to finish before you can do anything right and so i had to commit and i think that's the biggest thing with couples not communicating our feelings or not having a, a spouse that is understanding of our feelings that could be something too because sometimes when you try to communicate your spouse get defensive right and so because of that you kind of you don't want to communicate anymore because you know the outcome of it and if yes. that happening i always tell people hey if you think you're in a, um, a situation like that the, um couples therapy is open it's open like go ahead and do it because we did it we did it to um help and to be honest even if it's great it's okay to do a session a random session like it's okay i Tell any, I know not, some people don't believe in it, but it helps a lot just being able to communicate. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and with that communication, and we mentioned follow-up um, earlier, mm-hmm. with the communication, we also then have to set plans, set dates to mm-hmm. actually do what we said we we're going to do, right? Yes. Because... I was talking to my brother. I was talking to mm-hmm. my big brother. He has um, a baby girl right now, too, who is exactly a year older than my daughter, right? They were born in the same month, different years. And I was kind of, he was just asking me genuinely how I'm doing and how um, motherhood and adjusting is, is happening for me. And I was kind of relating my stresses Anywho, he said, yeah, all well and good. But remember that your connection between you and your husband, 
you cannot allow that to falter, right? He said to me, and I think this was such profound advice, because here I am unintentionally becoming a helicopter parent, right? Mm -hmm. In one of your SM. Um, in one of your earlier episodes, you talked about how trauma can affect the way you view things and how you experience things. I feel yes. like some certain traumas affect the way I mother, right? I want to protect my baby from everything, which means that I don't really get to relax a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have to be with her every second of the day. I don't really trust people to do this and that and blah, 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 right? But he said to me... Um, yeah, but your baby is important. She needs you, for sure. She can't take care of herself. But what your baby also deserves is to be in a home where the mother and the father are getting along and they love each other. And if you don't make time for each other, your relationship is going to disintegrate, mm -hmm. right? Your relationship is going to wither away and the atmosphere of love in your home will suffer and be depleted. So allow the grandparents, you know, to babysit. Allow whomever that you trust, of course, to babysit so that you guys can have that date night. So that you guys can follow through with those communications and that plan. You can't allow your marriage to suffer. Because what is going to hurt your child more is a broken home. I 100% agree with your brother. <laughs> because, yeah. can you hear me? Cause I, right. Um, and just, the, I was watching um, this guy talking about family. And he said he put his wife first. He put his wife over his um, kids, basically. And you know, yeah. in the comment section, people was, oh, you know, people. How could you but do he that? explain that it's not that he would, they have it wrong. They, one, they started to think wrong. It's not like if you yes. just leave your kids and just tend to your wife. You know what I mean? Mm. But he's saying that he's nourishing that relationship that they have. Because just like what your brother say, you need time. You need to right. set aside time. Just like how you're taking care of your child, you need to take care of a relationship. And... Mm -hmm. In the beginning of you becoming a mom, that new, the first year, I would say, it's very hard to do that. Especially yeah. if you don't know how to. And yeah. there is no one around you to help. Um, Like like I say, your your mom is not, like, you know you trust your mom. Let me be honest. You know you mm -hmm. trust your mom. If your mom come, it will be easy to hand off baby girl. But your in-laws, it might be yes. different, right? You, you will have to build that, right? And so... Um, and everybody have a different family dynamics and the situation and right. stuff. But what I'm saying is that at the beginning, for at least for the first six months within our, with me becoming a mom, that wasn't at the fore. It wasn't at the forefront. Yes. It wasn't there. It wasn't something I was thinking about. I wasn't thinking about my husband. In my mind, yes. I was like, boy, he can do whatever. I need, <laughs> like, I was so selfish. I was being selfish and I didn't realize how selfish I was and I didn't realize how much damage I was doing to, to our relationship. Even though he didn't say something, you can sense it and you can feel it. And realizing that I'm like, okay, we need to take time to do certain things. I need to prioritize and I need to put his needs as well in front there. 
in front, not on the backbone. And so mm-hmm. on our needs, I would say, and just like tend to our marriage, because if you, in order to, for a plant to grow, it need the sunlight, it need the water, it need good soil. The water. Mm-hmm. It need all of these things. And if it don't, then it would die. And it's the same thing with our marriage. And I think mm-hmm. people don't realize that. Or we tend to, we go down in this rabbit hole. Like, or we just dig in it deeper and just assume that everything will be all right. And one, when, when they take you up and it's like, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. It started with that first child, honey. Yeah, it, it started from quite there that you didn't even realize um, because you just never put his need there. You never put his need first. It's okay. It's okay. You're not being a bad parent if you put your husband needs in front of your child if you know what i'm talking about you understand what i'm right. talking about i'm not yes. saying fling your child on the bed and just forget about him or her, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I it's about that. carving out that time exactly. to put your husband's to needs do. first right and a lot of people might think oh this is not spontaneous excuse you <laughs> hello <laughs> like for me i'm like that is for teenagers. You're, I'm kidding. Exactly. I'm like, you are you are not a teenager anymore. You are not 22 anymore. You are not single anymore or uh, dating around mm-hmm. or playing the fool. You are married and you have you have to take care of a family. Yeah. And yes. that's, that's, what, that's what you're doing. So, yes, you're going to yeah. plan. If you need to plan that's fun time, you're going to need to plan mm-hmm. it. And that's right. totally fine. I told my husband, I said, okay, you're going to need daycare for two days for the week. You need to come off work. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, I was like, yes. Two, yes. you just need to figure yes. out which day. Mm-hmm. He, I remember he messaged back and said, babe, you know, um, I'm going to get this time and this time. Maybe we can do dinner. And I was like, okay. He's like, just make sure I get ready. So, like, I'm I'm enjoying this day, this, this day thing. Like, I think even though we yes. plan it, it's fun. <laughs> of course it's fun so yeah, i know course. i'm gonna get outfit i'm gonna even though it will be a probably two hour break that's okay we could go out and actually have dinner and enjoy that space enjoy our time yes. together without jay being running all over the restaurant oh my goodness yes <laughs> so i'm just i'm excited actually listen loving i think it's called loving responsibly you know how they said drive responsibly yes. you know um, you, you have to love responsibly as well. Um, it's not just puppy, puppy love anymore. You have a lot at stake, you know, oh, yes. you, you put your futures together so you can't afford to be reckless with it and mm-hmm. not tend to it and, you know, let it fall apart. I know that during the pandemic, so many couples, when they became stuck with each other at home, their marriages broke their relationships broke because they fell out of sync. I don't believe that people just fall out of love. I believe that Mm -hmm. they fall out of sync Mm -hmm. and they sometimes just don't know how to find their way back to each other. And it's the same thing with motherhood. You know, what my brother was saying to me too is that you don't want when your daughter or your children are grown and out of the house and then you guys are left alone with each other, you don't mm-hmm. know the person that you're living with. Right. Right? Because that is the truth of the situation. Our children will leave. Mothers, yeah. your children will leave you. 
They right? And when, when Jay finds his wife and when my daughter finds her husband and yeah. all of those great things, and they're off vacationing in Hawaii or whatever, we'll be left alone with our spouses. Mm-hmm. And we'd be lucky. They'd be so busy living their best lives. We'd be lucky if they call us every day. Yes. Or at least once a yeah. week. So exactly. it will be back to the two exactly. of us, you know, and we have to keep that foundation strong because even though our children will be out there living their lives, when it's time for Christmas dinners, Thanksgiving, whatever it is, they want to come home to a happy home where their yes. parents yes. still love each other, right? Because I would like to believe, and I know it is true, that our children are love children. You know, mm-hmm. they were made out of love, right? Don't let it be their fault by the way we set up our priorities that their parents are no longer in love. That's yes. not fair to them. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not. I I one hundred percent agree. And I go oh, and just the other day, Clint was like, "Babe, Jay gonna get a girlfriend eventually. You know, he's gonna be hanging out with his friends. He's not gonna be at home as." How he is here. So it's like, yeah, like he's going to be living his life. And we just have to accept that that he's not going to be around. He's not going to be here for all that time. And so we really need to find things that we enjoy because they're going to leave. If your hobby is your child, you need a new hobby. Please stop. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, some people say, oh, I enjoy being a mother. If, is that all that you do? Because if you will always be a mother. But when they leave, what are you going to do? What do you have? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What you and your husband have. Like, have you cultivated that relationship? Like, all these different things. And I just want to say to you, as you become a mother, everything changes. But it's mm-hmm. not what... Um, Don't look back. Just look forward. Look forward at the possibilities that can become and that you know that this can happen the possibility of you and your husband being so in sync you know what i mean like that is amazing uh the possibility of your kids coming home to a healthy household not a dysfunctional household and so especially if you grow up in a dysfunctional family and a lot of us grow up in dysfunctional family and household you don't want that for your kids you want them to come back and you want them to be able to feel our love and so in order for that to happen, you need to start now. And so that is my um, two cents when it comes to just enjoying the journey as I go. And thank you all for just being a part of this family and minding your space. 